All right, all right. How's everybody doing today? Oh, man, about three of y'all are awake. How are y'all doing today? Okay, good. Man, in case you weren't here last week, we want to let you know that we started our annual identity series. May you see it up on the screen. But, but man, we are talking about, man, uh, the grow, the serve, and the go. And, man, if you don't realize this, because the heartbeat of Ridgecrest is to grow Christ followers who serve him faithfully and go proclaiming his message of hope, Man, we want to take a few weeks to unpack what it actually means to grow, what it actually means to serve, man, what it actually means to go. And so hopefully you caught on today, but today's word of the day is serve. Can y'all say the word serve? Okay. Well, as a body of believers, Ridgecrest, our community, man, we want to challenge y'all to basically not just go to church, but we want to challenge y'all to be the church. And man, we feel that one of the crucial ways to do that is by being willing to serve God and serve others in all we do. All right? Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm looking at some of y'all. Like, I can see your faces. And some of y'all are like, wait a minute, twofold? Hold on. Like, serve God. Yay. Like, that's why I'm at church today. That's why I went to Sunday school. I don't miss. Man, that's why I sang those songs. Like, I got my tithe ready. Come on, our friend. Like, woohoo. Go, God. Hold up. But did you say I need to serve others also? Uh, yes, all right? Like, I'm looking, and some of y'all are looking at me like, excuse me, are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? And now you want me to go serve others? Yes, and I may have watched Aladdin yesterday, but, 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 but here's the thing. Man, the answer to every one of those angry questions is yes, we want you to serve. But not just our church wants you to serve. But man, God wants you to serve. And I understand that serving others might not always seem like it's the funnest thing to do. I mean, check out these two phrases. Kids, come on, pack your bag. Like, we're going to Disney World. Oh, man, if you say that at a house with little kids, I mean, they probably don't know how to contain themselves, all right? But on the flip side, man, if you say, kids, get ready, pack your bags, we're going to serve others. They would, might say, like, what does that even mean, <laughs> all right? And, and so I get that, like, sometimes it doesn't sound fun, but maybe that's because we know that serving others takes putting the needs of others before our own needs. Man, it might mean when we start serving others, we'll start serving people who look different than us. We'll start serving people who talk different than we do. We might even serve people that smell different than we do, all right? Man, when it comes to serving others, we can't just serve our friends, but we actually have to serve our enemies and even our frenemies. I don't really know what that means, but the teenagers, they'll tell you what that means later, all right? Man, we have to be willing to serve others in everything that we do. Man, serving others sometimes might be conveniently comfortable, but I guarantee you, more times than not, it's going to be inconvenient, and it's going to feel very uncomfortable comfortable, all right? Man, as we take a look at what the Bible says, let me remind us that it's crazy how sometimes we run to serve God, but we hide when it comes to serving others. Man, I think that right there, you know, really kind of defines why an unbelieving world 
looks at us and is quick to give us the label of hypocrites. But as we get into the Bible today, I want us to first check out what the Apostle Paul has to say in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7, okay? And so in context, we got to understand that, man, Paul, he's writing to the church of Ephesus, and in this section, he's kind of addressing, man, it doesn't matter if you're a master or it doesn't matter if you're a slave. It doesn't matter if you're the top dog. It doesn't matter if you're on the bottom of the total pole. But listen to this. As a Christ follower, this is what it says about serving others. In verse 7, it says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Man, that verse right there, that's one of those easy verses to just read and then keep on going. I mean, it's short. There weren't really like a lot of hard words in there. But really, man, I want to spend a few minutes unpacking what that verse actually means for us in our lives today because that verse is heavy. Man, that verse is saying that when we serve, we should serve wholeheartedly. Did y'all get that? Man, some translations would say, man, we need to render service with a good will. Or when we work, we need to work with enthusiasm. Man, when you say those words wholeheartedly, with a good will, with enthusiasm, like, man, that's a lot to take in. I mean, that's that's really heavy right there. Husbands, I want y'all to think about this. The last time that your wife asked you to do the dishes, how did you respond? Teenagers, answer this. The last time that your parents said, yes, we are telling you for the last time, go clean your room. How did you respond? Professionals, man, the last time that your boss required you to be the one to put in the overtime, how did you respond? New parents, the last time that your spouse said, "Mm mm-mm, you got to get the dirty diaper this time. How did you respond? Man, I'm sure that you did the task, but did you do it wholeheartedly? Did you do it with enthusiasm? Did you do it with a good will? Were you smiling and doing like the best that you could? Were you doing it with your whole heart when you were doing that job? Man, if I were to answer more times than not, man, my answer would be no. Man, there's so many times that I might follow through with what I've been asked, but I don't do it wholeheartedly. Man, I don't do it with enthusiasm. I don't do it with a good will. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. Man, when, when you're given a task like that, please understand how high the bar is that God is setting for us. Man, Paul is kind of addressing this, and that bar is so high. We're called to serve wholeheartedly. Man, I want y'all to think about what that means. Like, when it comes to taking out the trash, do it wholeheartedly. Man, if you get asked to, like, babysit your younger siblings, babysit wholeheartedly. Man, if you get asked to, like, help out a coworker, maybe prepare for, like, a presentation, or maybe you get asked by a classmate to please help tutor me, man, I cannot understand this concept, then you come at it and you help them wholeheartedly. Man, when it comes to serving others, We got to do it wholeheartedly. We got to do it with enthusiasm. We got to do it with a good will. And man, just saying some of those words, like, it sounds exhausting. And I understand that if we're called to do this in everything we do, man, that sounds very tiring. And I get that. 
we're already exhausted from making sure that every single act we do, we do it wholeheartedly, and we're already worn out, all right? But then we realize we haven't even finished the verse. Like, that's not all that the verse says. In fact, the verse says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not people. Man, as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Wow. That's a tough one right there. Let's go back to the dishes example, except this time, instead of your wife asking you to do the dishes or instead of your parents asking you to do the dishes, let's just say that Christ was on the scene and he came into the house and he said, do those dishes. Okay, that would be different. That would be a little awkward. But, but anyways, man, I think that we would wash those dishes differently. I really do. Man, I think we would try to scrub as good as we could, maybe try to dry them just right, make sure that there's no spots left over them, make sure there's no food left over them. And I, and I guarantee you that we would do all of that with a better attitude than we normally would. Am I right? Man, here's the thing. In Scripture, we're told to not just serve other people wholeheartedly, but we should serve them like we're serving Jesus himself. Man, that phrase right there, as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Man, that ought to change our whole perspective when it comes to serving others. Man, that reminds us that our work is not just for our own selves, all right? But, but man, when we work to serve others, man, it should be done as if we're working for Jesus because as Christ followers, that's who we're living for. That's who we're working for. And so that right there is huge. Man, we should serve wholeheartedly, but we should also serve others as if we were serving Jesus Christ himself. Imagine, what would that look like? What would that be like if we started to do that in our everyday life? In everything that we did, we switched our selfish me, me, me attitude, and instead we looked at, man, how can I serve you? Because by serving you, I'm actually serving Christ. Man, I think that would change our lives. And the cool thing is we don't have to imagine what it would look like because we have a perfect example of what it looks like in the book of John chapter 13. We have an example when it comes to serving others. And so like as you turn, tap, swipe, scroll your way there, I want to invite you to check out John chapter 13. And we're going to start in verses 4 and 5. We'll throw it up on the screen. But this is what it looks like starting in verse 4. It says, So he, talking about Christ, so he got up from the mill. And this is not just any mill. Man, this is the Last Supper, okay? So it says, So he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. John 13, 4 through 5. Here's the thing. Man, when you read this, you got to ask, okay, what's going on right here? Jesus, the Son of God, is going low, getting down and dirty, and, and he's coming down to the ground, and he's washing his disciples' feet. And I'm going to give you two reasons why this is a huge deal. First things first, those weren't just ordinary feet, guys. Y'all got to understand, like, man, these were the disciples. This was way back in the day. Man, those were dirty, nasty, filthy feet. Man, if I asked any one of y'all, 
hey, I need y'all to show us this example. You, can you come over here? And you, can you come over here? And can you, like, wash each other's feet? I know some of y'all will be like, whoa, man, that's gross. Like, I don't do feet. Like, like I swim in socks just because I don't want anybody to look at mine. And I don't ever look down because I don't ever want to look at y'all's, all right? I don't even go into, like, questionable neighborhoods because my toes are so crooked. I don't even want them to think I'm flashing signs. I mean, here's the thing, like, some of y'all, y'all don't do feet. And I get that. And I get that, all right? Check this out. Y'all are like, there's no way. That's gross. I'm not going there. However, you're saying that about somebody who hopefully has taken a shower in the last 24 hours. And you're still saying, nah, can't do it. Can't go there. I don't do toes. That's gross, all right? The disciples, however, they probably had not bathed in a while. Man, uh, you know, they didn't have cars. And so, like, they weren't driving everywhere they went. They might have been riding on something, but most likely they were walking almost everywhere they went. Probably didn't have socks, didn't have Nikes, only had sandals. There's a whole lot of that foot exposed to the elements. And so I want y'all to think about that. Man, if you thought your neighbor's feet were gross earlier, imagine if that person were to live back then and they hadn't showered. Man, imagine if they have walked everywhere that they've been, like the last couple months, in sandals, maybe even bare feet. That's bunions. That's corns. Probably some ingrown toenails, all right? I mean, man, if you don't do feet, you sure wouldn't do those feet. What I'm saying is those feet were probably nasty. Christ lowered himself all the way to the ground to wash those feet. And man, that's not even the big thing. I mean, the other reason why this is so significant is because when this takes place, this right here was the night that Jesus Christ was going to be portrayed. I mean, he understood this. He knew exactly what was going on, yet he still had fellowship with his disciples. Yet he still lowered himself to set an example and wash their feet. They could have done anything. Man, they could have talked about anything. They could have discussed anything. But instead, man, he shows them a beautiful picture of servanthood by getting low, by getting grimy, by getting dirty, and washing their feet. Mind blown right there. I mean, that is huge. That's heavy. If you can, jump down to verse 12. We'll put it up on the screen. But 12 through 17 reads like this. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. May you call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Man, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. Man, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Man, isn't that just like Christ? to do something that already blows our mind, and we're like mind blown, and and he doesn't stop right there. He goes and he does something else that blows our mind again. I mean, not only did he lower himself 
to the position of a servant, getting down on the ground, washing those dirty feet. But then the next thing he said completely tore apart the social norms of that age, and it still does even today. I mean, listen to what he said. He said, no one is greater than anyone else, but rather they are all the same. Slaves and masters, messengers and the ones who hire them, everyone is the same. Man, if Jesus came today, what would that message sound like? Man, if he was talking in terms that we can relate to, what would that seem like? High schoolers, is he saying like the popular and the unpopular, they're the same. The rich and the poor, man, they're the same. The valedictorian or the dropout, they're the same. Man, when I try to wrap my head around that, like he's saying the billionaire owner of a company is not any better than the janitor who washes the toilets in that building. And they're the same. Why is that? Because he loves them both the same. Man, Jesus Christ came there so both of them could have hope. Man, he died so both their sins could be forgiven. In his eyes, they're the same. And neither one of them is above serving. Please let us remember that. So what does that mean for us today? I mean, here's a few things you can jot down, a few things that you could be challenged by. First of all, man, we have to get it through our heads that we're all equal. We got to stop looking down on other people. We got to stop looking up at other people. Man, in Christ, we need to look at people the way that Christ sees them. We're equal. Man, we're no better than anyone else. Man, there's, there's not one of us that's too good to serve others. Secondly, man, we need to come to the terms that, man, if we want to be more like Christ, it means that we're going to have to be a servant. Man, we talk about the body of believers, and we understand that in Scripture it says that the body is made up of a bunch of different parts. But there's only one head, and that's Christ. And then he goes on to give examples about how some body parts seem more important than others. Some are more visual than others, where there's some that we keep hidden. There's some that, that we cover up. But he says every one of those body parts has a role. Men, every single person has importance. And we have to understand that if we want to be more like Christ, we're going to have to be a servant. doesn't matter, men, if you find yourself on a stage or if you find yourself getting there before anybody else does and, and flipping on the lights and making sure that the thermostat's just right, man, we're going to have to be a servant. We got to serve others because not only that's what he wants us to do, but man, that's what he showed us to do. Man, he didn't set the bar high and say, good luck, but he set the bar high and he said, let me show you how it's done. Let me show you that I'm willing to do this. And finally, Man, we have to realize that it's not enough to just simply serve others. No, we need to serve them as if we were serving Jesus Christ himself. See, there's times that we follow through with our actions because we know we should, but our heart's not right. But man, we need to do it as if we're serving Jesus himself. Man, it's not easy. Like it's going to be hard. 
Like, no one wants to, like, act like they're thrilled to go take out the trash, all right? Or nobody wants to have a joyful attitude when it comes to sacrificing something they want so that way they can provide for somebody else's something that they need. But imagine how amazing the world would be if we began to do things like that. Imagine how different it would be if our church became that church in this town that said, hey, man, we're willing to help other people. Man, it doesn't matter what they look like. Man, it doesn't matter what they've done. Man, we're willing to be Christ's hands and feet to those people. Would it look different than what people are doing right now? I don't know. Check this video out. Man, those are two goofy guys who are really kind of known for doing pranks and silly videos. But they wanted to show people what it was like to, to just serve others. And, and they didn't have the cameras to show others what they were doing, but to catch the response and the reactions of people that they were serving. Did y'all see those faces, right? Did, did, did y'all check that out? I mean, like, it, it's kind of crazy, but, man, those were simple, easy acts of service, and they made those people's days. But there was one common reaction. Yeah, people were happy because they were giving them things, but, man, they were surprised. They, they, they were kind of, like, blown away. They were shocked. And you got to ask yourself, why? Maybe it's because it's not that common to serve others. Man, in the community that we live in, in the world that we live in, man, maybe it's not that common to to sacrifice something and expect nothing in return. Man, it's not normal to go out of your way to help somebody else. But here's the thing. That's what Christ did. That's what Christ did for each one of us. And that's what he's willing to do for you. Man, if you're like most people in the room to say like, hey, this week, I'm going to try to serve others in everything that I do. And that's going to look different than your week looked last week. If I do that, that's going to look totally different than my last uh, couple weeks. But that's my challenge. And so to kind of help out with this process, I want to try to invite you to grab something to write on. I mean, I don't know if you're like going to be texting it into a phone or a tablet or you're looking like, I think it's okay to open up one of those envelopes, all right? Y'all know y'all have done that before. Uh, Grab your bulletin, take those life group questions, flip them over on the back. But here's my challenge. Are you willing to list three simple acts that you can do this week? I mean, like, what's three simple things that we can do for others this week? Don't make them so personal. I mean, make them kind of vague, like where anybody could grab your sheet and they could look at those and they could, they could act on those. But maybe you know somebody that you're like, this week, man, I want to invite them to lunch. And instead of like them paying for mine, like they always do, man, I'm going to try to pay for theirs. I want to serve them. Man, maybe you're at home. Maybe you like to cook. I don't know. Man, maybe you're a teenager and you're like, man, this Saturday, I'm going to surprise everybody. Man, I'm going to make an awesome breakfast. I'm not going to be asked, uh, don't waste anything. Don't burn anything down. You know, like make sure that you know how to do what you're doing, all right? Uh, Whatever it is, can you write down three things? We'll wait. Like this is where they would play Jeopardy music if we had it, but we don't have it, all right? But what's three things? Man, maybe you don't have anything to write on. Write on your neighbor's shirt. I'm playing, don't do that, all right? Uh, But like, write those three things down. What would those be? I know y'all are way more creative than I am. What would those three things be? Think about that. Give me a little hootie hoo when you got three. All right. Here's what you do. When you get those three, 
Fold that up. Take that with you. That's your homework this week. That's how you're going to get started this week. Yeah, man, you can't argue. Like, you can't blame it on Matt. Like, man, Matt gave me the hard ones. You wrote these down, all right? Like, like you thought of these things, all right? But now you have something to do this week. Now you know where to get started. Hey, as the band makes their way back up on the stage, man, I want us to remember that serving others is something that is so important. Christ set that example. Man, it was one of the last things that he talked to with his disciples. Serving people is not going to be easy. Chances are it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be inconvenient. But, man, if your goal is to be more like Christ, then that right there is a huge step in the right direction. Please consider taking that list that you've already written or you're still trying to get to three and try to live those out this week. And, man, while you're doing those things, man, remember how important it is to not just serve others, but to serve them as if you were serving Christ. Man, remember to do it wholeheartedly. Remember to do it with enthusiasm. Remember to do it with a good will. And more important than anything, like we said, remember that when you're serving others, man, you're serving Christ by doing that. Man, I want to pray for us, and as I pray for us, I want to invite you to stand in the band. Man, they're, they're taking their spot. They're going to be ready to go. But if you can, go ahead and stand up with me and bow your head, and we want to transition into a time of reflection. And here's the thing. We want to give you an opportunity to, to respond, maybe to something that we were talking about, maybe something in the text. Maybe it was something that we sang about earlier. Man, some of those powerful words, to fall down at the feet of God. You know, he was willing to fall down at the feet of his disciples and wash those feet. Man, how are you willing to serve this week? We should talk about that with one another. Like, we shouldn't go out of here and think, man, I'm going to do this on my own. Like, if you're married, you should say, hey, what three did you get? Maybe you could help each other, you know, kind of try to execute those three. Man, if you have friends, that's awesome. Some of us don't. But if you have friends, man, say, hey, what are you going to be doing this week? Man, please, like, this is what I'm going to try to do, help hold each other accountable, all right? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. God, I pray for the ones that are in this room that, man, they're looking for a church family. God, I pray that, man, they would understand that they don't have to look any further. If this is where that you've called them to plug into, if this is the church that you've called them to serve alongside, God, let them man, take advantage of this opportunity right now. God, there's people in here today that, man, they, they, they don't really know what it means to be a Christ follower. They know about you. Man, and, and, and just like, man, in the last few moments, in the last few days, they've started to kind of understand what's kind of going on. And God, they, they, they want to talk with somebody. Please let them know. Man, they can do that today. There's people that are here that, that are willing to pray with them willing to have that conversation with them. And God, for some of us, man, we just need prayer. God, please let us be reminded that the altar is open. Man, that, that not only if we come up here for prayer, guarantee you somebody's going to come around and, and behind you and be praying over you. God, please let us understand that. God, we pray that this portion we just give back to you. We just give it over to you and let you do what you can do. In your name we pray. Amen.